welcome to the first episode of Extended Maintenance. On today's show, we'll be talking about a week of hot fixes, tons of Mythic Plus nerfs and changes, uh, the 9.2.7 patch, including Mobile Auction House and the return of the Armory app, as well as the service advertisement policy. MDI great push. And uh, who are we? Why are we here? What are we doing? Hello, and welcome to the aptly named Extended Maintenance, episode one, for a Tuesday, August 8th, 2022. This is our first episode. Uh, I'm Darren, aka Dreorn, here with my co host, Eric, aka Hodge, aka Beer, and aka uh, every name in the book. That's right. I guess the first thing we want to talk about is what are we doing this for a game that's so old? Like, why would we get together and decide to do a podcast for it? It's a great question, Treyarch. <laughs> why create a podcast, a brand new, uh, a brand new uh, segment for a dead game? Well, I don't believe it's a dead game. I mean, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's a meme. I'm sure there's a lot more people playing than we think there is. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it totally is a joke in the regard that, like, I, I mean, there are still millions of players. It's not a dead game. I just think that it's probably not helped itself in terms of reputation and player base just in the last couple of years. And I mean, when you are a big fish to fry, it's really easy to fry it when it's not in a good place, right? So, um, yeah. Content lulls don't bode well for subscriber numbers in a game that was released in 2004, I think. So my reason, anyway, is that of the podcasts that I have listened to, um, I don't find any more representation from a casual, normal, old man, dad type of point of view that still wants to like play the game and progress a little bit. And I haven't found that representation anymore. It's funny you say that because actually, you know, when I, uh, you know, when you asked me this question earlier today, and I had thought about, you know, why were we, why are we deciding to do this? Um, thought to keep in mind was just that I was like, it's a podcast for the aging wow asshole. <laughs> you know, you know I mean? um, it's 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 for the players that have been you know, loyal to the game for however many years. And um, I totally agree with you that I think, you know, when you listen to the players that are still uh, talking about the game weekly, you know, a lot of these players are are, are performing very well at the game. And Cutting as edge. much as I think I'm sick at this Leading game, edge. Uh, the reality is um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a keystone master, um, a ahead of the curve pro every season, but uh, it doesn't really extend much past that. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of like, cool, I guess, to, to discuss that though, from like the perspective of like fellow people like us. There's got to yeah, be more of us, right? Of the, that's kind of the goal. There's I more guess, of us, right? To, yeah. Everybody's not just like so much better, and we're just terrible people. Have conversations that other players like us might have like i said the only <laughs> podcasts that i hear are ones from like you know that bleeding edge uh type of content the ones that are more maybe geared towards players like us have basically ended recently within you know the last year or two i haven't heard any podcasts that are kind of from our point of view so that's why we we're like well we talk about wow all the time every day <laughs> so why don't we try to put those conversations record those conversations more or less and maybe we can have more conversations with other like-minded players too yeah i i nail on the head <laughs> next but anyway that being said <laughs> next um <laughs> Ding. why don't you tell us about your history with the game oh i mean uh <laughs> i uh will say that uh i am a Oof, I don't want to do the math because it makes me feel bad. I don't know why I have this image of like that old lady in Titanic like holding the locket being like it's been 84 years, but mm -hmm. um I began actually in 2009. Um 
patch 3.2 um, right before Lich King. Uh, I remember it quite vividly because I remember when Lich King came out, I was actually this terrible hunter <laughs> that uh, that basically got carried through all of ICC because by the time I actually hit max level, it was when ICC like came out like forever after that. But um, And I remember getting carried through most of ICC and actually getting to Lich King and everybody being like, well, you're a hunter, so you do orbs. And uh, I failed that. Um, so I never actually got my Lich King kill actually when it was relevant. And then I think that in, in, in Kata, you know, just being shamed so badly as a hunter through all of Wrath, I uh, made the change <laughs> to Druid. And uh, never looked back, because I guess uh, as a druid, I was fortunate enough to heal myself when I stood in things I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we have to lay out the, I guess, our history together. Um, oh, we boy. met in 2010, at the beginning of the university school year. You were going to university. I was going to post-secondary for my second time, and was looking for a room to rent somewhere. And I found one and happened to be in a house with you and a few other guys. And, you know, being someone who's played Blizzard games since Diablo 1, we quickly got onto the conversation about uh, Blizzard games and Diablo. And we tiptoed around World of Warcraft because, you know, there was a stigma. And we kind of had this breakthrough that we were all into these games. And you guys all played World of Warcraft. I didn't. And I thought I would try it. So I downloaded it and uh, did the trial like the level 20 or whatever, and fell in love with the game. There's just so much, so much, so immersive. And this was just, you know, in October. Like, I, we were just talking about this earlier. We were trying to track, like, when we started playing the game. And I got it narrowed down to somewhere around 10th, 11th of October 2010. It was just before the patch 4.0.1, which was, like, when the world changed, changed for um, Cataclysm, and they had the big scar and, you know, Stormwind has was all burnt and all that stuff. And then later that year in December, Cataclysm came out. So that said, I started playing as a warrior and knew nothing about anything in the game. Not, not even a clue. We would always ask our one friend. I'd always ask our one friend, you know, where is this? Where is that? Where is this? How do I do that? And like the classic line for years after that was ask a guard. Always, every time, ask a guard, ask a guard. So funny to look back on now, but I thought I'd also try tanking, not knowing what that meant or what that entailed. And uh, it took till about February or so for me to go, this class is not fun. This role is not fun. And I rolled a paladin and played holy, decided to try healing, which I liked a lot. I could get into groups and I seemed like I could accomplish a lot more and complete a lot more content by being a healer. And I kind of just stayed that way for a while. And uh, then I made a priest, which I also healed on. And then I kind of went on a tangent of just leveling every healing character. But uh, nowadays I flip-flop between playing paladin or priest. Basically, we're, we're, we're admitting to playing a character that uh, did not self-heal very well and we hated it and moved to characters that uh, could totally <laughs> mask how terrible we were. I was awful and I picked an easy character or easy class to play and then stuck with that easy class because it has a bubble and it has self-healing <laughs> and I can make sure I don't die a lot. Until um, we learned how to play the game sub- marginally better than that yeah and then we tried other characters 12 years later so that's pretty much a quick more or less quick i would say yeah not um, so quick but um this was our life story it's not not like we've been talking i'm also not i'm also not gonna lie to you i mean when you were explaining the story i low-key was like you know we're coming up with you know our title for podcast i don't know why now Mm -hmm. i want our title for our podcast to be ask a guard ask a guard (laughs) You know what? Um, That's fucking brilliant. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. As soon as you said it, I was like, wow, we missed. <laughs> we can start re-recording. Yeah, we can just restart. Just change it. No, it took us like seven years to introduce ourselves. We're not going backwards. Committed. Yeah, you want to do this all over again? Yeah, I was going to say, plus also, we're not very good WoW players, so what makes us think we're going to be good podcast people? Let's just keep going. That's right. So yeah, I mean... <laughs> We do the same things in the game. We play together. We play on the same patch. We've played together throughout our history with the game, basically. So when it comes to what we do in game, we more or less do the same things. Um, 
Keystone Master we both got the beginning of last week and try to get ahead of the curve. Usually that comes with a mount of some kind. So we, you know, mostly our goals revolve around what probably normal players want to do, which is achievements, mounts, getting KSM every season, trying to get ahead of the curve every every patch, and then sprinkle some PvP in there if we have time. But the real the reality is we're adults with jobs, kids, and uh, you know our time to play the game is limited. Yeah, and I mean, like I, I would guess maybe not uh, not I guess putting it in a in a shoebox in terms of you know normal players and maybe not the best wording on it but i would say that definitely like as a average a, a player yeah an average maybe. player that is um you know i would say focus more i guess on pve content over pv content because i'm sure that if you were um just more right. into the pvp style you probably have more results in pvp than we would and less in pve etc but uh i would definitely say that you know for the 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 blue collared wow player that has definitely uh got commitments to work and and family life outside of um the world of warcraft um yeah simple goals yeah basic absolutely goals. i've had a couple seasons seasons where i've had like 1800 i'm not uh god's gift to pvp by any by any stretch i think the best rating i've ever had has been 2k in rbgs so like those type of things i find i've found that you have to find a good team to play with that actually wants to push that content consistently. And I don't think we've ever had that between, you know, you, I, and potential third person that plays the classes that yeah. that where we've wanted to actually yeah. grind. I think that, I mean, get PvP. yeah, I think that like, it just like, it comes down to like, I, even in rating, we're talking rating. Like, I mean, we're also just, you know, you'd have to just assume that you're, we're not players that are often committed to like a, a weekly scheduled team, right? I mean, we are also to yeah. the, we're the LFG heroes are looking yeah, for heroes, as I've been laughing last about. Time, you know. The last time I was committed to raiding would have been when we had our guild in WAD and 84 years ago. Where, like, that was the first mythic was uh, Archimon in the last raid in WAD, which the name escapes me for some reason. I think it's the last time we were committed to scheduled raiding. So, and prior to that, like you know, I did some raiding in Cataclysm. The best I the best I ever was at the game was in Dragon Soul for PVE, anyways. And that's when I was raiding consistently several days a week. And uh, you're talking over ten years ago at this point. So the whole different place in your life to be spending that time that type of time. Yeah, well, exactly, different time, right? I mean, like <laughs> if I look back at all the years and uh, all the hours uh, put into um, standing at rare mount, uh, rare mount spawns. Um, <laughs> when I was, you right. know, a much younger lad uh, with no time commitment outside of, um, you know, making sure I ate at least once a day. Um, you know, what I mean, definitely. Speaking of uh, that, isn't that just disgusting? Like we recently joined the uh, WoW Seeker Finding Discord and basically got every rare mount that we had farmed for countless hours. Countless hours, endless hours. Time lost Proto Drake, for instance. Within a matter of what, a couple weeks, you got every single mount just by signing up for groups that people were sharing their mount spawns with. It's just I don't know. Some people hate that, but as far as I'm concerned, the amount of time that I've invested camping those spots, I deserve it. Hey, hey, you know what? We'll use this as an opportunity to plug in a good old fashioned uh, thank you to the lovely people over at the wow secret discord they have a great community with tons of people that are doing all kinds of content finding all secrets and all rare mounts mm -hmm. and helping you as an average person get it without wasting 700 your entire days. life so um sitting you. in stormy peaks <laughs> thank you for making all of those years of sitting in stormy peaks for a time lost proto drake insignificant yep yeah. I appreciate I don't have to do it anymore. So you know what? Thank you. Continue to do what you guys do. And if there's another rare mount that comes up in the future, you will hear from me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely join the WoW Super Funny Discord if you're interested in anything like mounts, hunter pets, battle pets, toys, transmog. They also have LFG channels for doing all that stuff, meta achievements, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, look for the WoW Seeker Finding Discord. It's pretty great.
now I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, we've talked about so much stuff. I was like, we should probably get into the bulk of uh, episode the one. The actual reason for a podcast, talking about the game, not just ourselves. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I was like, episode one, man, what's the content? What are we doing? We're sounding like Blizzard <laughs> now. We're giving people no content. <laughs> minimal, no, just content. Kidding, minimal content. Just kidding, just kidding. 9.2.7 was uh, released today, and I guess the main part of that, part of this patch, is the return of the mobile auction house on the Armory app, or the WoW Companion app, I guess it's called. So they finally brought it back. I, I don't really know why it was gone to begin with, but now you're able to browse and view current auctions, bid and buy out, search for auctions, and uh, view and cancel anything to do with your listed auctions. You can purchase, you can't list, and it's basically exactly the same as far as I remember as it was when yeah, I was the Armory app. So that's the big 9.2.7 um, update. Yeah, definitely a big piece. I think that like to anyone that did use it, you know, eons ago when it was uh, originally on uh, on your phone or on your app. 2018. Um, it seems very... It was... 2018? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like five, five, five years? I, don't, yeah. I have no idea what year we're in now. Four. <laughs> what, year, what year is it? <laughs> what day is it? Um, yeah. <laughs> we're getting old, man, dude. I have no idea what day it is anymore. Tell me about it. Yeah, it, it, it definitely seems almost the same as it was before, which is cool. But I mean, you have to think of all like the the work in the background, I'll give them credit for in the regard that like auction houses were not cross realm like we have now, right? So I mean there's a lot more data. I'm sure it takes a lot more than it did before. And I'm hoping that obviously there was a lot learned from the last time that it it was around. I haven't really had a lot of chance to actually use it, uh to be fair. But uh in the coming days. No, like I had just updated it before we started here so just to take a look at it and see what the interface looked like and it seemed to me that it looks exactly the same but someone maybe can correct me if anybody ever listens to this <laughs> if anyone ever listens to this i honestly think <laughs> this is just for us um <laughs> it is just for us it is just yeah, for us i mean in the end like you know i think that we talk so much every single day about qualms quarrels updates not lack of updates every single day that uh probably good to be just get all our thoughts out and if anyone wants to listen to them or care about them in any kind of regard then okay i'll uh i'll smile and you can join the conversation i guess so this so the other part of this 9.2.7 update is a new chat channel for trade services this channel is supposed to be used for all the nonsense boost spam crap that you see all over the place in trade and uh, LFG tool and all that stuff, all that stuff, and with that separation, a new policy would have came up: a uh, services advertisement policy, which means that uh, any boosting, carrying, or similar services offered for gold that's advertised outside of trade services chat will be considered spam, and then action will be taken. Yeah, I mean, Basically honestly, means you're going to get banned, like they've been yeah, banning you- people like crazy for RMT. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think maybe not. Maybe, maybe there's not so many of those. RMT, there's, there's, there's a lot of that going on. But yes, I think that, I mean, in all fairness, I think that this is probably their best bet. I mean, I appreciate that for, I guess, the last while, they've obviously come out with restrictions against boosting, and it cannot be this giant, I guess, open community of selling against cross-server and, and, and whatnot. Now, I mean, obviously, they are really trying to nab it to only be on specific server and guilds and, and, and whatnot. I mean, but in my opinion, it's a fight that's impossible in many ways. I mean, you have to think that a lot of these right. these 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 boosting communities, I mean, they just basically came out with guilds and called them, well, I'm, I'm guild. That's my guild name. My name is Guild. And Not Boost these, Guild. And all these players that like were boosting for, boost. for gold just joined the guild, right? So I mean, like in the end, it was it was not going to stop it. And I think that because it's a very difficult piece to try to really stop, I mean, you're only really going to probably catch the most obvious. And I mean, if they're the most obvious, then they probably weren't smart enough to to get around it, like most of the boosters actually are. So the best thing they can do for 
the average player that's just trying to enjoy the game is to put the nonsense out of that normal chat and just put it somewhere else for the people that are actually looking for boosts to go into and find what they need but like leave the rest of us alone like i want to watch and read the trolls bicker amongst themselves in trade chat i don't want to see someone selling me a, a plus 15 key i can't afford it anyways yeah, I think that's the ultimate issue, right? And I, they're trying to address it with stuff like this, but ultimately what you can do, I guess, is turn off that ch chat channel, just like you can general or trade or anything else in your like custom, custom chat window. But the problem with that is they're just going to go back to the other places where they can post that stuff. And lots of the boosters and advertisers, they just have, you know, dummy accounts. And it's just dummy account or after dummy account that is constantly posting that crap. And to be fair, I haven't seen a ton of like boost posting in the LFG tool. I used to see it a lot when I was trying to pug Arena and RBG and stuff and see tons of PvP boosting ones. So I haven't really looked at that recently. I don't know if that's changed yeah. much. But I don't see it at all whenever I'm looking to like get into keys. I see people promoting their Twitch in the uh, Mythic Plus LFG. That's about it. I don't see people po uh, posting boosts in there. But ultimately, if they don't, if no one responds in that new chat channel, it's just going to bleed over to the other chat channels like it did before. Yeah, but I think that like it just comes back to like setting defined yeses and nos, like what the, the cans and cans, right? So yeah, that's what support I'm saying. Is that, like, because because they have officially put out documentation that says hey if you do this we will discipline it means that you know for you know let's say the the the, the player that doesn't want to see it you'll be able to just right click it and ban it and i think that players need to be comfortable obviously doing that when it's just um or when it's right i don't also think that it's cool if you just ban people like crazy report yeah, like report people that obviously didn't do anything because I. Well, I would report those ones in LFG all the time because it drove me nuts. Yeah, and honestly, they the flood the LFG with these like oh, I would hey, say that, buy twenty one hundred. There are players just like yourself that did the same thing, and I think that that's probably a direct in, a, a direct translation to why you don't see as many. Um, there are many Hopefully. players that are like, hey, that's not okay, and we don't want that. So um, again happy that they've set definitive rules i like the aspect about it being considered spam if it's anywhere outside of channel five and i think that it's it, it's honestly a good fix on something that's going to be near impossible to completely perfect so for the time being i i think it's good <laughs> i'm actually happy about because a lot of people actually were talking about this when they tried to ban it before it's like why wouldn't we just put it in the chat Took a little while to get there, but it's there. And I mean, I'm like I'm things sitting now watching it. In this game. Right? I'm, I know. But I'm saying that, like, hey, I'm sitting here now and I am watching trade chat as an indicator. And I'm not actually seeing any posts in trade chat that are like for keys or for whatever it is. Um, but I'm seeing them in chat right. five. I've like turned chat five on. I'm like, hey, I'm seeing it. So, like, you know what? Process is working. Yeah, I looked too, and I was surprised to see just normal players posting for selling, you know, BOEs and whatever. Yeah, I couldn't believe like, it. Someone know, normal players, not them. ones with pre-typed out. Like, I couldn't remember the last time I saw, like, I've been watching this, and the whole time, like, I've been just, like, smiling, because I'm watching these people in trade chat be like, hey, I'm looking for these missives. Hey, like, want to buy Mastery Gem and posting at a gold amount. And I was like, That's I awesome. haven't seen that in like 4,000 years. Like, when, when did that happen? Yeah. Like, Great. that's what that's trade exactly should be for. Be, right? so exactly. If that, ha if that actually stays happy. that way long term. Yeah. Good. That's a win. It's a feel it good is. moment right there. If there's anything that comes at a 9.2.7, it's that. Go down in history. Well, this week's Mythic Plus Apexes, it's tyrannical. Ooh, juicy. With, uh, bolstering and explosive. And then, of course, the seasonal Apex shrouded. I, I guess since this is the first episode, and we haven't you know, talked about this two weeks ago when the season started, how do you feel about the new seasonal Apex? I will say that I appreciate the simplicity <laughs> to it. I enjoy you that. You positive there's... things to say? No, no, here's the thing. I don't really have a lot of negative to say, to be honest, in all fairness. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that 
It has I like great it. simplicity. Yeah, I think there's great simplicity. It gives stats. Just pick your best stat. You know, refer yeah. to a guide if you're not sure. Um, but I again, mean, it's it's super it's super simplistic and very easy to follow. And I mean, you're talking that. You know, I would go as far as to say that even after the first like week, when they maybe made some adjustments to the mobs that are, you know, the Nathrazine that are in the actual dungeons themselves, I think that yeah, like last not, week, they're not that impacting, right? They're not that crazy impacting. They have some cool dynamics to it, um, pretty basic abilities, so it's it's not crazy. And again, I like yeah, the not being able to class, uh, cast blood barrier. That was the big thing. That was last week's adjustment to the shrouded affix. Yeah, and like I said, I just think that like it, there's also a really really cool aspect to you know as you progress through this this key through this dungeon, you get stronger and stronger, so that by the time you're like facing that last boss, it feels like it's been this natural progression of you working through all these mobs and all these bosses, and then when you're hitting the last boss, you're that much stronger. And I mean, again, thinking about like what routes i mean often we talk you know in routes about whether or not like the routes are actually changing and i know that like season four obviously being its unique season with the dungeons changing you know sure there was a little bit of you know discovery in terms of what routes were going to still work but especially for you know if you're looking back on like the previous three seasons like same dungeons the same keys outside of like when they launched the mega dungeon but um those routes didn't change too crazy until season three when those aspects allowed you to change them i mean I, I i enjoy the simplicity of this one but i will still stand by that i think one of the smartest seasons and one of the best affixes that we have seasonal affixes we've had it was the last one in cryptic in season three and i think that it added such a flavor to dungeons that we'd already been doing for you know two full seasons um gave us the ability to you know not need a rogue and actually have incredible movement speed and stealth and get around certain poles and super super clever and inspired some creativity so i still think that that's wicked but again i think that they clearly learned and i think in season three a bit that the the fun powering up less less cringe i guess um seasonal affixes were actually the ones that players enjoy the most and then i think that that's what inspired some of this one yeah I, I i liked last season um i like this one it feels like by the time i get to the end of a dungeon i just have permanent bloodlust when i take haste which i always do so that's pretty fun um what's not fun is blood barrier i did not find that particularly compelling as a healer it's definitely challenging especially the higher keys that you get into uh i'm i was pretty lacking in gear at the starting of the season on my priest because i swapped and i could feel that I don't feel it so much as anymore, and I don't know if that's because they're not casting it as often as per that hotfix last week, but it generally feels good. I don't like area of effect affixes for some of these dungeons, especially, you know, looking at you, Grim Rail Depot. Uh, it's incredibly annoying to have Sanguine or Quaking or any of that in some of these tight quarters dungeons that obviously weren't made originally for these Mythic Plus, Mythic Plus, Mythic Plus affixes. Yeah, I mean, I think that, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's been talked about a ton, so I don't go crazy into it, but I definitely think that when, you know, Blizzard gave us the option to vote for a dungeon, uh, to vote for a couple dungeons. I think everybody was really looking at being like trains, yay! Like choo choo! Like let's go on these trains. It's a wicked dungeon. It was super fun. Listen, Grimrail's great like, dungeon. Yeah, it was a wicked dungeon. It was super fun. It was different, right? But I think that probably only the players that were really, really in tune with Mythic Plus saw it as this is going to be bad. And unfortunately, there just like wasn't enough of them versus the general population that was like, this is a cool dungeon. Um, so unfortunately, it doesn't translate the best. But I mean, they're trying, in right? Terms of, yeah, but I, I appreciate that that was a that was a cool idea. They went for it. You know, I mean, to think of like what the backlash would have been if they were like, "Well, this won the vote, but we're choosing not to do that because it's terrible," right? Like, you know, what I mean, um, they went with it. They gave us what we asked for, what the majority asked for. And if anything, I mean, I guess as annoying as it is, there's parts of me that laugh. Like, I don't know about you, like, I get it's frustrating, but, like, there are parts of me that laugh in Grim Rail when it's like, okay, cool. 
you know, last week there's there's sanguine puddles and we're trying to move things and <laughs> there's mobs that are shooting artillery fire right down the middle of the train. Meanwhile, in the pole, there's a shrouded mob that's also spawning a purple sleep puddle and you have like four cubic squares to be able to like run your character on. Like it's annoying, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, it's I guess added, from a healer's point of view, challenge, right? the frustrating part is not being able to be within range of anyone. Like stuff gets on the ground, then I gotta run away, and someone's stepping in it, and I can't get in their line of sight to be able to, you know, keep them up. And it's not that I'm finding people that are, you know, dying constantly in it or anything, as much as I just find it frustrating gameplay. I don't find it particularly enjoyable to do that dungeon with some of these area of effect type of affixes that flood the ground with crap. And like I said, they're trying to fix that. Like they. This week, the clouds, the nightmare clouds that spawn on the ground, the purple ones that make you go to sleep, they'll despawn a lot more quick, a lot more quicker. And, uh, you know, nothing's worse than getting put to sleep in a sanguine puddle. And yeah, okay, maybe you should look and not step in a ship because that's rule one of World of Warcraft. But what I was gonna it say, still I was happens, like, man, especially when there's nowhere to run in a place. You're like talking like, and saying all this it. stuff and all I can think in my head is get good, man. <laughs> yeah, get good. I, that's great advice. Just get good. It really is. Just get good, man. Just get good. Just don't well, stand there's in nowhere stuff. to run. And it's just frustrating. There's always somewhere to run. To me. Again, dude, I totally get it. I totally get it. So frustrating. But I think, again, I, I, I think every season is always going to have a couple keys that everybody just kind of treads. I, I don't dread Grimrail. Like, I would rather do Grimrail than reason. Karazhan every day of the week. I think Karazhan's cool, too, to be honest. I would say yeah. that I... I actually, I think that it's it's been you know quite commonly shared at least in some of the social media I've been following that you know season four is is a bit of a success. Um, it's been a good success. Yeah, like I think that like I dig it. I the keys, the dungeons, the changes, a lot of this season so far it, more than I would have at the beginning of any other season. So I'm enjoying it, and after we're done here, I'm going to play more. Yeah, me but, too. <laughs> um, that's not yeah, to say there's not the parts thing, that are really frustrating. Of course. I, again, I just think that you know last season uh the last three seasons dude everybody hated sanguine depths everyone hated it even if it wasn't a sanguine week or a, a everyone hated it it didn't matter it was the, you know the bosses were tough or whatever it was and it was set up weird and you know trying to get mobs dead on on, on vent urns and like needing a vent like i mean there were people that didn't like that one. Like, I think that it's going to happen every season. There are ones that players prefer more of, and I, I definitely think that, you know, in 50% of the affixes in, in a season, I mean, like, people are not going to like Grimrail, but there are push weeks, there are weeks that aren't so bad, and again, I think that I just appreciate the idea more than anything else. Yeah, and like I said, they are making strides to making some of that stuff that's so frustrating a little bit easier now, I mean, to swallow. While we're talking like about they made this, a bunch like of I know with starts today that you know includes stuff like Grimrail technicians, cast time, increase an extra second, so you can maybe, you know, get those guys down a bit quicker before they hit those iron stars and kill somebody or everybody. Um, they nerfed Medivh again, the shimmer, which is the AoE, that AoE that he does that does a bunch of damage usually. That was uh, damage reduced by twenty five percent and there's a whole slew of things that they did with Karazhan to, and all of them are massive damage reductions. I think they're just trying to make that place a little bit more bearable because I, I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that Karazhan is probably the least played dungeon, and that's the one that Blizzard picked to put in, whereas the player base and their infinite wisdom picked Grimrill Depot. Yeah, and I mean, like, without going into it, I mean, obviously everybody probably has an idea of it. I mean, anyone that's played in this season, I mean, there are definitely some 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 differences in you know even just that, I mean even as an average player that doesn't mean that I don't still you know look in awe on maybe Raider IO every now and then about you know some of the players that are able to do some of this like crazy crazy key level um, and even just like That's looking gross. at it quickly like you're talking in the top twenty top twenty let's keep going further top 40 top 60 oh my gosh like it goes forever we're already, yeah we're already talking like 80 like past 80 like the reality is is that like even in the yeah, first, one, the first one, dude well here's the thing in the first 100 
fastest keys done in this entire season. There is only three, maybe four different keys that are in this. Your gambits, your workshops, your junkyard. So the Mechagons, the Tazaveshes, and Grimrail Depot. Those are literally the only five yep. that are in the top 100. The reality is, is that Karazhan's difficult, right? It scales especially difficult with some of these, you know, week-to-week affixes. You know, one week, and it also takes a long time. Yeah, they are long keys, but I think that like the reality is, is like those keys are are really long because I mean, to anyone that's done them and they haven't actually gone terribly. What I always found is that like if it was actually going smooth and people actually knew the mechanics and the damage was good and the healing was good, you actually finished super early. You know what I mean? Like you actually like ended up like if the group if the group was super smooth and knew what they were doing, you actually just like two chests at a fifteen and it was free because. Again, like it was, it, the the timer is extremely forgiving because some of these bosses and some of these some of the trash balls are actually just really really nasty. Um, so I kind of actually understand that a little bit. It'd be even worse if they were like, okay, cool. Well, here's this super, you know, tough dungeon at at, at a level like 15 too, right? Like, I mean, I, I I understand that you know most dungeons at 30 are pretty darn hard can't speak from experience but at 15 i think there has to be a <laughs> yep. bit of an idea of like you know what i mean like it it, it shouldn't be free absolutely not speaking 30. from experience yeah exactly right so but it should be a 30 so like i i i definitely something to be said for the fact there's something to be said for the fact that like the best lower is a 27 and the best of all is a 31 which is grimrell but that's a four keystone level distance difference not one or even two, which the rest of them are all within. Most of them are it, 28, 29, 30, 31. Yeah, and I'm also going to say that too. I mean, like, you're also talking now, like, we're in week three, right? So, I mean, like, you know, the high key pushers, the ones that have played a ton and are able to and are raiding mythic content, and, you know, they're not pushing like much higher item levels. And they are, um, they've done it a bunch of times, and there's been. You know, rounds of nerfs on these on, on some of these abilities, some of the bosses, some of the trash, um, mm. just things that I think they've also learned, right? So the thing is that this has changed. Yeah. Like in in week one, I think I remember looking at this chart, and it's still being something where, you know, the average junkyard with like the the shock bots and whatnot. I mean, there were there were there were players that were doing it like in the mid twenties to high twenties already in week one before any nerfs. But I think I saw the highest lower Karazhan was like a 17. You were talking almost like at that in that week one, it was almost like a difference of 10 key levels from what a person could do. And I think that like that's, I think, where there is problem. I don't think that there should be a 10 key difference. I mean, either Well, there's than, not a 10 key difference, but well, you're talking I'm about saying that, the cutting I'm saying edge of one. keys. The week one, that's kind of how it was. Yeah, the people that were doing the top end of keys. Yeah, in week one, yeah. In week one, we're you know pushing twenty five, twenty sevens in junkyard, but yeah, and in could only do a seventeen lower cares in Karazhan, right? So again, <laughs> I think that there's problem in that only in the regard that like it just needs to be together, and I don't think it matters in my opinion as to whether or not um, you know they make junkyard harder or they they I guess nerf in the direction they've gone a little bit, right? But um, yep. you know because I I think that arguably to anyone that's done a junkyard like oh my goodness like i look like a really really good player when i do junkyard because like the shock bot does like 40 percent of my damage right so i mean yeah. like it's clearly an easier key you get a free ability that just blasts damage and so i'm including the other bots to give you like more health and and an extra and five percent extra haste and so i mean yeah they're working on it, it with it, all these like there's a whole slew of nerfs that you can check the patch notes yourself and read yeah i just think that like i said it's like either either they make junkyard harder because you have all these sick buffs or they just nerf the karazans and i actually believe that even though i am not a good player i almost would rather them make junkyard easier harder because i i don't want it to also be where we just nerf keys into the ground so that they're extremely easy and they don't have that challenging piece like I know this is a shortened season, but I almost like like the idea. This key was really hard for me in week one or two, and over the season, as we get gear and we pray that our vault is not garbage like it usually is, um, that over time you get a couple pieces and things get easier, and people understand in our pug groups like what you're supposed to do. 
Mm-hmm. And I understand where I'm supposed to stand and what I'm not supposed to get hit by, you know, but like it gets easier over the season that way, not well, we had to axe all this health and all this damage out of all these bosses in Karazhan in like week three. So that now you have, you know, hypothetically four months of a really, really easy, like duffed down key from week one. Right. I guess the other major nerf that they did was 5% in all faded heroic and mythic difficulties for the raids. And you've done more faded raiding than I have. I have done very little. And maybe I should do more so I can get those tokens to upgrade a piece of gear. But they say that it uh, they feel this health reduction will smooth over some of the roughest edges in the raid without devaluing experience. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, I mean, at least... In the past two weeks, like I would say that, um, I mean, I'm curious. I haven't rated it this week. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to go Except back to it. Uh, yeah, which I mean, I'm a little bit excited for, to be honest, because it's like the one that I did the most recently, you know, in season three. So I think I'm the hopefully the least rusty. Because I mean, I don't know, dude, I went into Castle Nathrium and there were some fights where I was like, oh, yeah, that. And it did not go well. And thank See, goodness. See, I like, never stepped into. I've never se- stepped into Sanctum. Until this week, when I jumped into our guild's heroic run, and never been in there ever because I strictly PvP'd that season and didn't do the didn't do hardly any PvE at all. I didn't get KSM, nothing. So I've never even seen the place. Never did Sylvanas. Never did any of that crap. So I walked in there totally blind. And I guess the first thing that I thought, which is what I've been thinking lately with a lot of the raids, is this place is way too big and there's way too much trash. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to and WoW. Like, and now I think the same thing with Sepulchre, right? So Sepulchre this week, and it's like, I don't want to go back into that place. There's so much trash, especially in the first part of the uh, instance. It's just, I don't know, I kind of dread going into the raids now. Like, I understand they want to make, you know, these big epic experiences, and that's all dandy and stuff. But ultimately, we want, I mean, me anyways, I want as a player to, like, get to the encounter. I care less with... I never get BOEs anyway, so it's not like I'm going to get some that I'm going to be able to sell against <laughs> gold or something. So I really don't care about just banging my head against trash for half of my raid time. But anyway, that's a whole different tangent. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, like, you probably just outed yourself too, as like, because clearly if, you, if you're just finding out or you just hate the trash now in, mm. you know, Shadowlands, um, then there was no way that you were a competitive raider, you know. 400 years ago when you were a little boy like the reality was is that wow's always been like this you know what i mean i I, I understand i remember you and i raiding you know pretty competitively and even just in in firelands i mean like remember like you're talking about the dungeon like all the the trash i was just like aimlessly running around in firelands yes firelands yes also annoying but firelands was ultimately a smaller area to navigate through now you have these big massive epic open you know dungeons like are just yeah i don't know it's it's it probably has a lot more to do with the fact that I have less time to play, so maybe oh, well, I'm a little yes, bit more annoyed with the fact that like I have to waste so much extra time in doing stuff like killing trash, and that paired with playing the game for so long and going through that same cycle every single patch, eventually it's just like, okay, I'm sick of killing trash constantly in raids. Yeah, I, I think that, like, I mean, maybe a, a different opinion or a different approach, but, like, I would say that... I don't mind select trash. I don't. I think that, you know, there is a market for If it for adds something. Yeah, I'm saying that there's a market bosses, for BOE. Something. There's, it's been in the game for a long time, right? It's, it's, it's a flavor. It's part of it. Um, what I would say is that I at least want to feel that, yes, if I'm doing the trash, it's significant for a reason. So, you know, whether that's... You know, it's part of a sequence in a key or, or sorry, in a dungeon. Um, if, you know, sometimes I will say that they're they're okay at actually making it so that, like, the trash right before a boss actually does abilities that the boss does, which I appreciate a little bit because I'm like, that's, that's kind of lightly teaching players what some of these abilities look like. Right. right? Um, yeah, so, that's like, fair. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, to be honest. I just Well, and, like, so speaking of Sanctum again... I, I just would would say that like if 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 I could like it's it's not the fact that I have to kill the trash the first time I walk through it. It's you know it, it's the fact that there's you know there's the trash and then you accumulate that with you know when you die the run back when you Ooh. you know 
know, you, you summon all these people in and out and, oh, you don't have warlock. Sorry. The whole raid group has to wait, you know, especially, I mean, we're talking from pug life predominantly, right? Well, it's that whole thing that we were um, discussing before that Asmongold went on about, which was like, yeah, you know, he made just, his, I, he made his little pie chart that was like, here's 90% of the time that you spend is like death running and buffing and summoning people who forgot to, you know, change a talent or change a covenant and standing in front of the boss, eating, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, and the 10% is actually just, pulling. And that compounded yeah, and over part of a, bigger, a dozen years. Like a bigger route. Starts to just get right. Old. Yeah, like I'd say like a bigger route problem like in my opinion right. like i mean here's the thing like i just wish i think that would fix it for me again you can leave the trash but i want to feel that like my time like raiding playing the game doing the content they're asking me to do um is not disrespected you know what i mean like i guess like my thing is you know the biggest I can example I can use from you know even just you know this expansion as a whole like i know this expansion obviously probably not their best cool we accept that i think that they've done a lot of work in the later half of it to learn from it which is cool i'm excited for dragonflight but to get to it yeah. like i i don't appreciate that like i need to to change a talent i need to go i need to use a tome or i need to go back to the whatever if I, i'd be totally fine with using tomes if i could change my covenant and my yeah and, and i guess um, that's the bigger problem right is the covenants like the reality was is that like here's the thing like i mean Again, like I would say that I am a casual enough player that like I don't push um, leading content, but I'm still somebody who doesn't want to be terrible at what I do. So yes, I look at the odd, you know, Wowhead guide, and I and I and I try to listen to what Tettles tells me as a, as my Boomkin, you know, superior leader or supreme leader. But uh, you know, if he says that, you know. You know, Night Fae is best against single target, and and Venthyr is better in in this fight because it's AOE and it lines up better with your three minute cooldowns. Like, I mean, I might not execute it well because I'm not a good player, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm going to try it. Well, that's how I you're going to try to model your to, play to, to be better, right? Exactly. So then, here's the thing: is that it's like, you know, is it fair to the raid group for me to be like in between boss fights, be like, hey guys, can you summon me back because I need to go back to Orbos to run to my vendor to switch my change covenant? To make sure that I'm using the right soul binds, then you gotta go to a um, forge. Can, yeah, change your soul you binds. Change soul binds out of forge. You can't do it even in a rest area. Well, you can you can change you can change your soul bind. You if can change your soul you bind, can change, you I can, can change, change your soul binds if they're in, in rest already, area. Yeah, you right? can change soul like, binds. You can't change conduits. Yes, so, like you yes, can swap yes, between yes. soul soul binds. But I mean, like my soul binds always the same when I flop between Bastion or. Kyrian and Nightfae. That's not the issue. Well, it's sort of an issue, I guess. But the bigger issue is conduits and uh, covenants. Why you can't change that. And I guess, you know, it's going to be a moot point come Dragonflight because a lot of those conduits are going to turn into talents and then you'll have your talent tree and it'll go back to probably just being able to use a tome, change your talents just like normal. But throughout the entirety of, Sh of Shadowlands, it's been, you know, just a, a nagging thing that wastes your time. Yeah, and I think it, it, it's just, you know, it's another thing, in my opinion. Right? Like, I mean, right. I, and, and then there's food buffs, and then there's, you know, I like, and I guess it's been part of the game for a long time, so I'm not saying get rid of all the buffs, but um, there's, there's just a lot. There, there's buffing, there's, it's been beaten in, but again, it's just all little bits of time where i just don't feel that you know i don't feel my time is valued or my time is focused on the content that they're actually asking me to play fully at least um yeah and back to your point about like how expensive having, it is right like having some of that trash in, in these raids have a point to the boss that you're going to fight whether it's through mechanics or whatever i think a good example of that was uh terror group where you went around the outside and there was the boss enemy that would give you anima powers and then you would pick anima powers and they would be effective for that boss that's the most sense i've seen trash make before a raid boss in a long time not to mention i mean again maybe it's because i'm a terrible player but you know what i mean like it had the same feel as you know the actual you know it's funny i was the same way as you right well i mean you know that but to our listeners <laughs> just us basically but um i also beat predominantly in that season i did not raid or seven that raid once so the first time i did that fight was last week on heroic um yeah same hilarious and it was super funny but um i well, it, felt it, it felt you know like I, mean? I felt it felt like you it, needed it, to do this because you could get some player power that was relevant for that fight 
Whereas yeah, other trash honestly, that's leading up to anywhere. Man, I don't know about you, but I had fun. <laughs> I had fun. I was like, dude, like I had like some wicked cool abilities that like, you know, pounded some extra damage like that I could never do on my own. Um, some really cool interactions, you know, like if you stood close enough to like this player, like this player gave you a 15% damage buff. So I was like trying the whole time in the fight while like trying not to die to mechanics, like look for that person that would give me that green beam to give me like extra damage. I was like, this is sick. Like this is super cool. Right. Um, and I think it's just that like it was, it, it was cool trash that led to a really really cool boss fight even though in reality the boss fight was boring it's the first boss of a dungeon of, or of a raid right like the boss, it doesn't have a lot to it it was like but just goes to the point like, that like having trash that's relevant to the boss makes it feel less of a chore whereas when you go into say sepulcher all that trash that surrounds like Skolex and Artificer and After Guardian and um Alondris, I guess yo the trash that whole thing and all the stuff yeah, the to art to yeah to sausage boss and do the worst. It takes twenty boss. minutes to get through that crap, and then you got to go further through that to get to Pantheon, and it's all just yeah. meaningless time wasting trash. That's the type of trash that drives me crazy. Yeah, and I and I, I mean I mean we've, we've crushed this this nail. I mean I knew that when we were going to talk about this that it was going to be a hot topic, but like we yeah I agree though. Move on. I yeah I just I horse here. yes I think that where we leave it is I hope that <laughs> they've learned about valuing players' times and we'll only having significant trash. I will say though, on a completely unrelated note, and I mean I was going to ask you this earlier, and I nearly like lost it. Um, okay. I mean, maybe we can save a little blurb at the end for talking a little bit about Dragonflight and what you know about Dragonflight. Because I got some questions for you about Dragonflight. Okay, you know, yeah, I was going to say, speaking of valuing right. time, how about that sword yeah. nerf? It sounds like they're not valuing my time. I don't know about time, but I think that definitely it's a fun police moment where it's like, you yeah. know, there's this like really, really cool ability that allows you to go faster than your mount. And, and we're actually just not going to let it happen. Dragonflight you know I mean? and other things that are all that other crap we were complaining about. Classic. Uh, Wrath Classic pre-patch will be August 30th, so I guess they're already uh, knocking out the Wrath stuff, and then I think full release is supposed to be sometime in October? Oh, I can't remember the exact date. To be honest, I mean, I guess I uh, will say that as... September 26th. September 26th. As a, as, a, yeah. as a retail WoW player, I mean, I guess I will say that I think I was in for the hype when Same. Classic WoW came out. Um, you know, I was one of those people that waited in queue when I got home from work, you know, because I was like so excited because I again came in to WoW and Wrath and I didn't get to experience that initial first, you know, experience that players talked about. Um, you know, the dynamic of being a caster. I think I'd hold a priest to like level 30 something and I would like, I was a caster using a wand. I played a priest like, when I, I didn't play Pal. I tried to play Paladin for five minutes and I was like, this is going to be a nightmare. So I swapped a priest because at least I have, you know, some abilities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, I tried priest, um, whatever, varying, varying successes, many deaths, many deaths for sure, being like, oop. Um, I really thought as like a player that started, you know, essentially call me a Kata baby because my time in Wrath was very limited, a couple months right at the very end. I don't even think I was 80 by the time Kata dropped. So as a player that started like late, I was always like, oh, I really wish I could have played, you know, a bit of a while. I wish I really could have been part of this from the beginning, da 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 so when Classic was announced, I even tried, what was the old, uh, what was the original server that they made, like the Classic server that got shut down? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, like I can't remember the name of it, but I remember there was a, there's a couple, and I think that to be honest, some of them even still go on, but like, I, I can't remember, but I remember a friend of ours that actually lived with us in that house that also played WoW with us was like, try this, this is Classic. Um, and again, yeah. I think that there's definitely some nostalgia to it. It's it's cool. It's a different world. It's so a, I tried. Like, an old, and I mean, like, it, it, it was fine for what I played, which wasn't very much. But ultimately, like, I've invested so much time into retail, and retail is actually providing me with new content as opposed to old content. And not that there's anything wrong with that old content. I really wish in retail, wow, they would, and we've talked about this before too, that they would recycle some old content 
like what they're doing with season four and adding old dungeons in for mythic plus i love that that's great i wish they would do more of that stuff use more of the world that they've already created and add more content to it somehow or reuse it in new and creative ways instead of always being like cookie cutter here's an expansion here's a new zone here's new dungeons and then patch point one here's a new zone here's a new dungeon patch point two here's a new dungeon patch point three here's a new dungeon and i would really prefer that they use some of that old content a little bit more creative instead of just letting it die but i mean i've experienced a lot of those zones already to go back and kind of play classic wow i just i wasn't into it because like i said i had invested so much time in retail that i just couldn't really get into playing so i mean you know wrath's coming around is it something that's really for me ultimately i doubt i doubt it but it is important to probably a lot of oh yeah and i'm not i'm not knocking like it's importance i think just no. more so it's like i guess like where i was going with it was like when we were talking about like dates i was like i'm not gonna lie i have not really paid attention i remember paying attention for when classic came out because i was excited to see what it looked like i saw it right. i had fun for a little while and then i moved back on to where i was i, I mean again i i think that it's really really cool there it's definitely an ode to a, a different time um, I think that WoW culture probably has never been so strong than in those early expansions. Um, just well, it's a different of, time like, across yeah, the like board, right? Of, like not just in-game, but in the world, how people interacted online. And you can say it was more toxic or it was this, that, or whatever. And now we have these social contracts and games that say, you know, I won't be a dickhead, and I promise. And if not, then you can take you can take away my account and all the things that I paid for. But it was a different time, and the way that the games were set up kind of forced a community where you had to like go out and search for other players, literally go out and search for other players in order to um, experience and progress through the content. So like, there's something to be said for that. I still get to do all the things that I want to do in the game now, in its current state, with other people. Yeah, there's a lot of toxicity in the f- around things like item level and Raider IO scores, but I mean, like all those scores that come up, they're just another version of, you know, old school old school gear score and whatever right it's just evolved into some other type of score to prevent you from getting into you know, <laughs> yes yeah. another, so, like, another that's just a constant off. in the game yeah but uh speaking of dates just before they released the date for uh or this this blue post that was about the launch of uh of uh, classic classic wrath there was a leak i guess is what they're calling it which is a blizzard activision schedule that just uh basically shows all these release dates for games so they have wow classic uh pre-patch and pre-sale for august 30th at a to uh to be determined time which we now know is 3 p.m pacific time uh tuesday october 4th overwatch 2 pvp launch early access uh october 25th wow 10.0 pre-patch they're saying that the dragonflight pre-patch will launch october 25th uh, there's a couple of Call of Duty launches on here, and then they show uh, WoW Classic, WoW Classic, uh, Wrath of the Lich King global launch at September 26th at 3 p.m., which was again in this blue post, and then November 28th, WoW 10.0 global launch. So, I guess the big point of this is that what helps it lend it to authenticity is that we have this blue post showing the actual dates, the same dates. For Wrath, so are we to take you know this supposed leaked internal document that says August thirtieth is a pre-patch for Wrath Classic and September twenty-sixth is the launch date? This thing also says that if it's true, does it also reveal that Dragonflight pre-patch will be on October twenty-fifth and Global Launch will be on November twenty-eighth, and then also Diablo four pre-purchases will be available December eighth? So, I guess a little speculation, rumor mill type of Reddit stuff we can comment on before we uh, call it a day. Well, I think it's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's, it's, it, yeah, I guess, like, what I find is cool is, I mean, as a retail WoW player, is that, I mean, like, I could have Dragon Flight in my hands by the, you know, the 28th of November, which, um, which is awesome. Crazy. Because, pretty reasonable. Yeah. I think it's reasonable. I think that, you They're know, in I mean, alpha again, right now, they'll do beta I mean, probably again, October. Soon. Soon. I mean, I, I would say that I'm not, uh, a cool enough player to ever get access to any kind of alpha or any kind of beta. So I won't get to actually see it until the rest of the world does in, uh, uh, on the 28th or I get to play it at least until the 28th but I have been you know watching the odd video about some of the cool stuff and dragon riding and it all looks fantastic and you know I think that it's cool if they get to us by November 28th I mean you have to think like I mean you know I mean they had said at least in their posting that it would be by um the end of 2022 end of the year yeah I don't think that they want to 
push outside of that Q4 window. Um, I think that they also have to really, really be careful about when this launches because, I mean, you have to think that, you know, to follow, um, you know, a, 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 a point wow. oh, uh, no, not even classic. Well, wow. I'm just saying like a point oh of a patch. Like, I mean, you're talking like sort of a patch, like there's going to be a raid that comes, you know, pretty soon after um, this launch. You know, they week or two, right? Yeah, they did. And I think that like there was actually quite the public like backlash for the fact that like the raid launched so close to Christmas. But they've done it where a, lot, like, a lot of, where they've released in November I, or December, whether it's been yeah. the start of an expansion or stop, start of a uh, major content patch. And I mean, I don't know how much it's affected the game. I don't know what the numbers are. It doesn't, yeah, can't be I, too bad. They keep doing it. Yeah, I know. But I think that like it really just depends on like what follows it. Like, Because I think that like if they have enough content to maybe get them through the first like three or four weeks they don't need to immediately launch a raid in the in like the second week of a season then they might be fine in reality i just i think that last year there was i remember it like happening i think it was with nathria in in Jadalands. and i think that like it did happen and i mean it also comes down to like how the raid is tuned i mean there's so many like variables right but i think that the public didn't enjoy it and obviously the players that are you know in the one percent or less that are obviously competing in, in in the race to world first i mean you know i know many of them right like because the raid actually was quite difficult and it went past you know just that one lockout um mm. i can't even remember not three might have gone past two no maybe not but um went past that first lockout so i mean you were talking like these players were you know staring down at like you know the holidays were a week away yeah, I remember there a being a away, bunch of noise about that. Right? yeah and so i think but. that like they were they were probably pretty concerned that like they weren't gonna be home in time for the holidays and you know mm-hmm. I, I mean i i get it like that's you know what some of these players do for a living and is kind of their their jobs right for a lot of them it is their jobs um yep. i mean I, i'm jealous but i'm saying that you know <laughs> yeah, so i get like you know like people gotta work around the holidays sometimes like i don't know about you but like i don't get that much time off around the holiday right like i have to work around it um Maybe I take some time off here and there, but I mean, for I mean, I'm sure it sucks. But honestly, as far as I'm concerned, they've done it so many times now. If these like world first raiders, race world first type of stuff, which is I guess would be the concern with the guards doing stuff around holidays. I mean, they've done it every time. I don't know if it's going to be that much of a big deal. Yeah, I just I think that like I I just hope that like again we you know we talked about it in the previous segment, but we were talking about like you know valuing our time respecting our time and not disrespecting our time you know that's just one yep. of those things where i'm like okay but like everybody right. in blizzard is going to be off for holidays in that window so like you respect that you're all going to be home with your families for celebrating whatever it is um well didn't they so, push know, like I, the release of the raid for like a couple weeks or something like, that? like right like, till, like yeah 20, so, like, right after christmas so i think christmas was on like what was christmas like um, on like a saturday last year i can't remember let me see but anyway um anyways we're getting off, i i remember it being close yeah topic, we're getting off topic but again just i i i leak yeah i i think that it's cool i think for myself i'm pretty pumped because here's the other thing too i'm a player who you know will actually get some time off around the holidays and i don't push Shame. you know cutting edge so i'll actually have some time off when this launches so i'm okay Ooh, but again i'll be I'm happy talking, like i guess Really, does this uh, supposedly really change me, my life? But, no, no, it doesn't, doesn't affect me. It's just kind of again, a tidbit I, that's interesting to see if it ends up being true. That's pretty much. I'm trying it. to be it really yeah. And you're right. I mean, in the end, too, like speculation. The reality is, too, is if the game's not ready. I mean, they did it the last time. If the game's not ready, I, they'll be like, yeah. it's not. It's not coming that day. It's, it's coming whole, this day. Just, yeah, should just end on that. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> well, actually, to go back to it, it's because I knew I was right. Um, Nathria launched on December eighth. So it launched. Was it Nathria? When did know, Sepulchre? No, Sepulchre didn't. Was it Nathria? No, so Nathria was the eighth, yeah. and that was like in the point oh, right at the start of the patch, right at the start of the expansion, and that meant that like, you know, remember there's one whole week of no mythic, which means that players could not even do mythic content until the following week, which put them almost, you know, what was that the the fifteenth, something like in that by the time that they could actually yep. even raid mythic. So past the first lockout, you know, already put them at the 22nd. So these players were actually literally finishing the raid. I think it was like on the 23rd. Well, I mean... All right, so like, I mean, like, yeah, literally, 23rd's fine. Holidays, right? 
Most people yeah, love the 23rd. I, I know, I know. That's what, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, considering some of these players, too, for the race the world first, are, like, traveling across, like, countries to get together yeah. in some countries. So, like, I'm sure that there's some... Yeah. There's some, uh, uh, th- there's definitely some of that in the back end, but whatever. Off topic. Um, yeah, I guess that's yeah, uh, I wanna, the last thing we had to really oh. talk about. You said you wanted to ask well, me something about Dragonflight. Well, yeah, we're talking about Dragonflight. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess we talked about, you know, some of the dragon riding and, and you know, the nerf mm-hmm. to Soar, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your dragon flying faster than your mount? Um, it's kind of aggravating. I was gonna say, I was like, I don't know. The problem, okay, okay, last tangent, then we gotta be done. The problem is that, and and this is probably what a lot of people feel like, is the fact that you've put so much, it goes back to the time, everything apparently is revolving around wasting time in this game, or having your time wasted, is the fact that, like, which mount are you gonna use? If you can fly faster on your Dragonflight mount, and ultimately get across the world quicker, which one are you gonna use? Are you gonna go on time loss pro Drake that you spent literal days and months waiting in stormy peaks for and it's the only thing you've ever wanted in the game but it's going to take you five times the time to get from one place to the other or are you going to use your dragonflight mount you're going to use your dragonflight mount because you want to get to the content that you want to do quicker a lot more than you want to ride a specific mount so so it aggravates me in that regard because there's lots of mounts that you and I together have worked hard to try to get, and then you it kind of just makes them useless. So I don't know. That's yeah. I would say that I, I I have I have some concerns. I will say that it looks sick. Don't get me wrong. It looks so fun. The like the 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 action buttons. The you know you to. I mean I seen some of the. the oh, it looks awesome. I, I see some of like the, the way you can like the idea of uniquely like, design your dragon. Like it looks mm-hmm. all super sick. Again, I like I agree with you that I feel like I'm like, well, what happens when they like allow flying in 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 in, in, in Dragon Isles? Yeah, I was like, what happens then? And then like, well, I'm gonna still want to a probably use my my dragon riding mount because it's gonna be faster, um, and I need to get to and from A, B, and C. And hey, we're talking about time being valued, so I'm not gonna fly the slower mount one. Yeah, exactly. um, but then here's here's like a bigger concern I had for like dragon riding. I think it's gonna be super super fun and super super cool for like the first like I don't know six months. <laughs> four months like you know what i mean like i'm worried that like then it's gonna be like okay well the fact that you're gonna have to like continuously pay attention to like jumping off peaks and 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 going down and picking up speed and like going back up and like eventually gonna be a time you're just gonna want to like you're just gonna be like well i don't really want to pay that yeah i don't want to pay that much attention come back and then you'll be in yeah you know wherever (laughs) i have this i have this worry i have this worry like that i think that over time, it's actually going to get old, and it's going to suck Gimmicky. because it's going to be like, well, that's that's the fastest way to get somewhere, and my mount that I've worked so hard for is not. But yeah. I don't want to do that, so now I'm going to we'll still go with slower mount because I don't want to do it. Right? I guess potentially we'll see uh, October. What was it? October 25th? Maybe. Who knows? But uh, I think that's a good place to end. What do you think? Uh, well, I could go forever, but yes, let's cut this episode yeah. one historical moment me bashing the dragons everybody in else loves complaining it complaining about I'm mourning. everything that we normally complain about talking over one another it was good yeah you know what? i had fun i had fun yeah and i guess in the end of the day that's all that matters yeah. as long i don't as care if you fun. had fun i don't care yeah. if you had fun or anyone <laughs> listening had fun but i had fun and that's all that matters all right well that was fun and yeah. uh subscribe i don't know what people do with podcasts Subscribe. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't even know if we ever went that far. I'll try to put it on. I mean, like, I'll put it on stuff. It'll be somewhere. And I have no idea how you're going to find it. We'll attempt to do this. I don't know when the next episode will be, but it will probably maybe happen. Definitely next week. (laughs) It might not be every Tuesday. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, anyways. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, thank you so much from both of us. Good luck with your vault, and uh, don't forget to ask Kurt. <laughs>